John, as you know, I'm old. I've been doing yes, this for are. a long. I've been doing this for a long time. It's a statement of fact. Uh, <laughs> I've been covering the NFL since 1989. I've covered any number of crazy games, as have you. We were in, both in the building for the Minneapolis Miracle. Uh, I was in New Orleans for the the craziness at the end of the 20, 2009 NFC Championship game. We've seen stunning losses. We've seen stunning victories. We've seen everything. I don't know that I've seen anything ever quite like what I saw in Atlanta on Sunday. <laughs> Number four quarterback, basically, behind Mullins, Hall, injured Cousins, comes in on Wednesday, trade for him on Tuesday. I think he gets in late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. They start working with him. He's going to be the backup to, to a rookie quarterback again in Atlanta. And somehow he ends up coming in. And, and hey, first drive, takes a safety. Second drive, fumbles the ball away. Ends up being charged with three fumbles. And yet over the last 31 minutes of the game, he produces two passing touchdowns, one to a guy who hadn't caught a touchdown pass since 2020. Uh, he runs for a touchdown on a spectacular run. He scrambles all over the field. He produces a two-point conversion. He leads them back from three or four different deficits uh, for a very important victory. I just don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like that. I'll tell you, I have seen something exactly like it, Jim. Okay. Um, and it was uh, the movie Any Given Sunday. <laughs> this <laughs> this is exactly what it was. It, mm. it was Willie Beeman coming off the bench for the Miami Sharks, throwing up on the field, uh, having all sorts of turnovers and and messing things up initially and saying, like, this game is too fast. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden conjuring this incredible gutsy uh, multifaceted performance. And that's what Josh Dobbs did. He comes in, he gets sacked for the safety. He has a couple of fumbles and you're thinking, what the heck is going on? And then somehow, some way he just settles in and he finds a rhythm. He makes big throws. He makes big uh, plays with his legs. He is poised. He is calm. He was confident in a very chaotic situation. Um, and it was remarkable. Like it was an absolutely remarkable game that does belong kind of in cinema. Like you just don't see that kind of thing happen the way that it did from Kevin O'Connell, you know, basically telling him where receivers are going to be in his helmet while he's telling him the plays to, to Dobbs, really processing that information and then making the right throws and, and making the right reads. And, um, and then the team around him kind of coming together and figuring things out and TJ Hawkinson playing hurt and Jordan Addison making toe tipping catches and Chris Christian Jackson, you know, for two point conversions, like it, it was incredible. Like there was, it's not, it's not something that you see in normal games. It is. It's something that you see in movies and uh, unbelievably entertaining to see it all play out. It was such a blast. And, and, you know, I'm going to write about this later in the week, too, as well. I think we're also used to dealing with a modern athlete who wants sometimes they almost crave negative motivation. Oh, somebody picked against us. Somebody doesn't like us. Somebody said something in our podcast that nobody listens to, but we have to react to it because we need that negative motivation to be at our best. I, I really give Kevin O'Connell and probably Quesi Odofa Mensa a lot of credit for having a locker room, for having an organization where, you know, one week they 
beat their rivals on the road in a place they hardly ever play that well or that or are that dominant. They lose their franchise quarterback to an Achilles tendon injury. They put in a rookie quarterback. They bring in a guy off the bench who had three practices and didn't know some of the guys' names. And I think one of the things that enabled this performance by both Dobbs and the team in general is that we haven't heard any whining, any excuse making, any you know invented defiance, uh, no arrogance. These guys actually, and it gets said so often, especially by our friends in TV who are always talking about chemistry, always talking about how much everybody loves each other, even when it's absolutely not true. I think this is an example of it actually being true. I get the sense from that locker room and around O'Connell that the players love playing for O'Connell. They, whatever Quezzi's performance as a drafter has been, I think they like and trust Quezzi. Um, I think there's a really good vibe in there. And nobody was, you know, again, when I went in that locker room after the game, everybody just, it, there was a sense of joy. And it's not a joyful league. It's a brutal, violent, cold-hearted league where they might cut you tomorrow to save $8. And you just get the sense this is a little different. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought it up because, look, Josh Dobbs has gotten the bulk of the attention, and rightfully so. What he was able to do in that moment, four days or five days after arriving in Minnesota, um, digesting a playbook and 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 doing everything uh, while the bullets were flying around him uh, was phenomenal, just like incredible stuff. But I do think if something if there's been a part that's been a little bit undersold as we have processed what happened in that game, um, it's Kevin O'Connell's ability to handle that situation and you know to make a quarterback who has literally was on the sideline practicing his cadence with his offensive lineman, you know, for a few minutes before going into the game um, to make him look comfortable. And, um, you know, we have seen Jim, what can happen in these situations when a team is unprepared for it and doesn't know how to handle it. Remember Josh Freeman, remember, Mm -hmm what that looked like when a quarterback was sort of thrust into a situation just a few days after arriving. And it was an absolute disaster. (coughs) Excuse me. And, and that's probably the norm for how this goes. But one of the reasons this was a triumph and not a disaster is that Kevin O'Connell did not panic in that moment. He knew how, to effectively help Josh Dobbs and put him in a position to be successful. I cannot imagine what it was like for O'Connell to think about this, Jim. He in you know, in a, in a, a two-minute drive at the end of a game, he is not only having to think in his head in the few seconds between plays what play he wants to call that is going to work against that Falcons defense to get the Vikings to keep going down the field. But he also has to explain that play and essentially diagram it to Josh Dobbs while the, they are running down the field to take the snap and the amount of, uh, 
compartmentalizing and and just information processing and communication in that moment has to be just out of this world. I got to imagine that when it was all over, O'Connell had to be completely exhausted mentally, like for for everything that it took for him to get uh, Josh Dobbs to a place where he could do that. And I think from a pure coaching job perspective, it would be, I would be hard pressed to identify a better coached game this season in the NFL than what you saw from Kevin O'Connell on Sunday against Atlanta. Agreed. This is the Viking update show. This is part of talknorth.com. It's one of our two, our two Vikings shows. The other one is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL insider with the former Vikings general manager, uh, brings you kind of inside the front office. This is our writer, writerly store at talknorth.com for two people who've been covering the Vikings for a very long time. And John grew up watching them as well. Our producer is Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Also go to talknorth.com. We have the best sports lineup in town. We have the best outdoor lineup up in town we have variety shows we have everything covered for you i also highly recommend the chin music show our baseball show with uh, lavelle e neal the third and roy smalley that show has really been a blast with the twins coming on strong and last uh, half year or so um so and also want to let you know we're coming to from the aquarius home services studios thanks to aquarius home services thanks also to tsr injury law star.bank twill in the Dina galleria and Tuttles, who puts on so many of our live shows. So they're going to start Dobbs on Sunday against the Saints in at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I really, I really, really, John, I want to hear him say at some point to an interviewer, well, it's not rocket scientist, science. <laughs> he, he, has, he, he has to do it. He's got to um, use that line. You, right, like you saw the tweet from NASA, right? Like, uh, yes. He's the pastor, not like you know. <laughs> l- leave it to the, leave it to the rocket scientists to come up with a better nickname than any of us could do I know. for him. Like I know, just, you it's know, so just good. amazing. But like, literally, NASA is tweeting at the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings and saying and calling him the pastor, not. It's phenomenal. It's just great stuff. Well, and, and you know, it reminds me of when just. Put it all in perspective. When criminals used to tweet at Brett Far. Oh, okay, that's a cheap. Actually, oh, it's not a cheap shot. It's accurate, but I. We'll, we'll move on. We'll yeah. retract it. Retract it. We'll move on. Um, they're in a fascinating situation here. They've won four straight. They're five and four. They now have the not only game lead on the Falcons, but they have the tiebreak on the Falcons. The schedule is is manageable. Uh, now they have a million injuries, so maybe we shouldn't look at it that way. But the schedule is relatively manageable. If they beat the Saints on Sunday, they'll be six and four. They'll have the tie break on the Saints and the Falcons, uh, with a lot of divisional games left. Things are getting really interesting. How how optimistic should a Vikings fan allow themselves to be under these circumstances with all the injuries? Well, you know, we know that there is an understandable fatalism with Minnesota sports fans and Vikings fans in general waiting for the gut punch to happen. That's just happened all the time. This is what, this is what goes on. The Vikings build up their hopes and then comes just, you know, the, the, the fallout and and you get mad and you get miserable and all those things. What I would recommend to Vikings fans out there is this is a team that 
almost you can feel like you're playing with house money right now. Remember how miserable it was at the start of the season when they were 0-3, um, then Justin Jefferson gets hurt, and you're thinking the season is over, this is a waste, or let's just go try and get Caleb Williams and see what happens. Um, and so now we've gotten to a point where you can legitimately talk about the NFC being wide open, essentially from seeds like five to 10 and um, the schedule providing opportunity. If you win, you know, saints on Sunday, then you have at Broncos bears at home at Raiders, all very, very winnable games um, that you could really put yourself in good position going into the middle of December when the schedule tightens up again. Um, But like you said, they have, Big time injuries. Cam Akers, the latest one um, to to suffer a season ending injury. Um, who knows if the uh, chariot, the 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 stagecoach, will turn into a pumpkin with Josh Dobbs, or if he will kind of continue to summon this clutch play um, at going forward. There, there are so many question marks about this team. But I would say to Vikings fans, you had questions about this team all the time the whole season. And now you're in a position where these are very enjoyable games and interesting games. So I would be more in the line of, I'm going to have fun with this season. I'm going to sit back and, and try and enjoy it and really like not like pin my hopes and say, this team is going to the Super Bowl and I'm going to be miserable if they don't. It's like, wow, look at the resilience of this team. Look at the crazy hectic, you know, uh, scenarios that they have navigated and they're still here and they're still relevant um, as as we get closer to Thanksgiving. That to me is a gift that the Vikings fans are receiving right now. And so I wouldn't start planning road trips to playoff games or to the Super Bowl just yet, but I would say that it's okay to kind of open your heart to this team and be inspired and entertained by the way that they have navigated all of the craziness and all of the adversity that they've faced and just like trying to have a little fun with it. And, um, and if they lose and if it falls out, ah, shoot, you know, that, that stinks, but you know, no one should expect this team to be, you know, uh, a deep playoff team or no one thought about that at the start of the season with the way things went. And now here they are, they're right in the middle of it. And so um, try not to get, I would, I would say your hopes too high, but also don't, don't give up on the season because uh, th- this team has shown you a toughness and a grit about it that, that I think deserves some of your faith. Yeah. And Dobbs is a very easy guy to root for, very personable, obviously very intelligent, uh, dynamic, runs around, makes plays. I love, I, I don't know if running quarterbacks are the right way to go, but they're certainly fun to watch. Uh, and I also have a an out-of-the-box opinion I'm going to offer here in a second. Do want to let you know that we're coming to the Aquarius Home Services studios, and we want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Football, eating chili, and cool, crisp air. you got to love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Kinetico fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Kinetico dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be 
recommended. Also want to let you know about my friend Scott Dayton, who runs Twill by Scott Dayton in the Edina Galleria. Beautiful, little, friendly, relaxed shop. You walk in there, everybody's friendly, but nobody's pushing you in any direction. They are true experts. They know what they have in store. They know where it was made, how it was made. Uh, they know about the companies that make them. They, you know, Scott's very picky about what companies he will have in his shop. Uh, I want to tell you about, they, they are a Peter Millar crown shop. And, you know, this is the time of the year when I start thinking, okay, what am I, what am I going to wear when it's chilly? What am I going to wear when it's colder than chilly? What am I going to wear when it's freezing out? And I can tell you this, as someone who sometimes in my past has dressed like a slob, you don't have to just throw on a, a hoodie. You don't have to just throw on an old baggy flannel shirt. You can actually be warm and very comfortable and actually look good. Uh, it's, some, it's a new thing for me. I'm trying it, and Twill has helped me get there uh, because, you know, you can wear – listen, they have great golf stuff. Almost all the golf stuff I wear and the casual stuff during the summer is like Peter Millar type stuff or Johnny O type stuff. But, you know, Scott always has – really cool stuff that will keep you warm. If you're sitting in a hockey rink, if you're going outside the tailgate, he has stuff that will keep you warm while looking good. He also has a really cool uh, selection of shoes. I, I highly recommend the Alden shoes that he has. I just ordered a pair myself that my wife likes. And it, that's, that's probably all you need to know is that my wife goes out of her way to get me stuff at Twill in the Dining Galleria. Uh, it's not the closest shop to us. It's not the most famous shop. It's just where we go for everything. Check out twillmn.com. If you're in the shop, say hello to Scott or anybody on the staff. They're great people. Twillmn.com, Twill in the Dining Galleria. Uh, thank another longtime sponsor, another uh, another company that helped us get rolling here at Talk North, TSR Injury Law. They're big sponsors of the John Krasinski Show, our basketball show here at talknorth.com. And they just need to know this. If you're ever injured, you're going to need good, quick, ethical help. Just call 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. They will not charge you unless they win your case, and they win lots of cases. Uh, new new way to access StarBank. Now it's star.bank. That's all you need to know, star.bank, because big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps, convenient financial services. Uh, StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Uh, also, I want to thank Tuttles, uh, the great bowling alley, bar, band joint, hangout joint, restaurant uh, that hosts so many of our live shows here at TalkNorth.com. Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer, tall stadium cups for just 5 bucks, plus $5 food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get 5 bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways, too, including a free number board with your chance to win a $100 gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tuttles. Tuttles Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes! And a reminder, if you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. And thanks again to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. Here, So we're going to be talking about the, Vi the future of the Vikings quarterback position for a long time. We don't need to get deep into it today. We can just enjoy Josh Dobbs. I will say this though, 
Uh, you know, you mentioned Caleb Williams. I think Michael Penix Jr. is a better mm. quarterback now and will be a better pro than Caleb Williams. Ooh, I like that spicy take. I have to admit, Jim, like I just don't have the bandwidth to watch much college football. I've watched I watched some highlights. I see some things. Um, I have not seen Caleb Williams or Michael Penix uh, play a, an entire game like this whole season. But um, I have been intrigued by kind of what I've read about him. And I think that there are several, you know, other play, Drake may with, with North Carolina mm-hmm. and, and a few others. I like Shadu Sanders a lot. Yeah. Yep, Bo Nix. Like, the, like there are options that are going to be available in the draft coming up that you may not need a top five pick to get right. a potentially really good player. So that's, you know, that's a good thing for the Vikings. If they consider that, you know, I will see what they do with Kirk. Um, you know, uh, for, for the long term. Um, but it does seem like in in surveying the landscape a little bit that this is a this could be a, a deep quarterback draft and and panics like with the numbers that Washington puts up offensively and his versatility and everything that he brings to the table. Absolutely a super intriguing guy. Yeah. And Caleb Williams. He has the NFL body. He has the NFL arm. He's put up huge numbers, uh, but he will also just throw the ball up for grabs when he's under pressure. Um, and Penix, it, to me, uh, Penix looks like Tua, only taller. Same uh, quick release, very decisive, throws the touch, finds empty, finds spots in the defense, reads defense as well, uh, comes up big in big moments, mobile but not dependent on the run. I just love this guy. Uh, he's not the only quarterback I like in this draft, but I love this guy. So I would say if you're a Viking fan, keep an eye on that guy because who knows? He might fall to a, a point where the Vikings could go get him, whatever they're going to do with Cousins in the future. Uh, here, Speaking of quarterbacks, I had – incredibly low expectations for Jaron Hall going into the game. I did not think he was going to be ready. Uh, I know they all said nice things about him, but every time I'd seen him, I was not particularly impressed. Very small sample size. And obviously he ends up, you know, trying to run it in, getting a concussion, getting taken out of the game. I'll say that he made a couple of throws in that game that impressed me more than I expected to be impressed. I I 100% agree, uh, Jim. You know, that is another thing that kind of has been lost in the in the Dobbs love fest, which, again, rightfully so, um, is that I thought that Hall was off to a really good start. Um, I, I was really impressed with how he stayed in the pocket, but he moved around in the pocket, slid up in, in you know, to to avoid some of the rush. Uh, he looked down the field, you know, he missed Hawkinson in the end zone one time, but it, right before he got it, be, before he got injured. But what I kept thinking about in that little bit of time while he was on the field was like, this game doesn't look too big for him. He nope. looks comfortable out there. I don't know what would have happened if he stayed in the game, if they win that game or, or, or not, but it, there was enough there that I am intrigued going forward, whether it's this year, whether it's going into the future of, I just want to see more of Jaron Hall because um, in the preseason, I was not impressed. Like I did not think that um, he, I I couldn't see anything that he was really bringing to the table that, uh, that said, okay, this is going to work out like this, or, or there, this is at least a possibility to keep him around. But in that game, against a pretty good defense, 
I I thought that he handled things really, really well. And so um, he is not going to be sort of remembered um, very much in this game just because of Josh Jobs' heroics. But uh, there is something there that deserves further examination with Jaron Hall just in the way that he handled himself. Yeah, and I thought the pass down the right sideline to Madison, it required reading the defense, being patient enough to let the play develop, dropping a pass in on a guy who, frankly, has proven that he's not the most agile pass catcher. You have to put it where he can handle it, and he dropped it right in his pocket. I thought that was a big-time throw and and very intriguing. Uh, Let's let's get to this game here. Uh, Saints at Vikings. Saints have a good defense, a good pass rush, Kind of a, a spotty offense, but you know they do still have Kamara. He's not the guy he quite used to be, but he's still dangerous. They have an interesting array of receivers, including Olave. Uh, Michael Thomas is still kind of hanging in there. Derek Carr is not a great quarterback, but I think watching the implosion in Vegas indicates that he's probably better than we gave him credit for because he held that thing together in some difficult circumstances. And uh, they have Taysom Hill, who's difficult to defend. So I don't think this is an easy, it's a winnable game, but it's not an easy game. What would your pick be? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you, you look at the saints and I mean, they are five and four. That's the NFC South. That's that division's a mess, but they're in first place there. Um, I don't, have a particularly high opinion of Dennis Allen, their head coach. Um, yep. So I, I do think that the Vikings will go into this game with O'Connell and Flores um, at, you know, a decided advantage from a coaching schematic standpoint. Um, I think, you know, you, we saw what Josh jobs can do with four days. Imagine what he can do with a full week and, and, and some reps um, with, 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 with the number one offense. So I, I, I will take, the Vikings in this game. I don't, yeah, like you, but like you, I don't think this is um, an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I don't, I, I think with the way, with, with the situation the Vikings are in, nothing, it, there is nothing that's going to be easy the rest of the season. Uh, and, and this, you know, is just going to be the, the next step in that thorny path to wherever they're going. And so I, I think I will take them to win, um, uh, but uh, it will be tight. Um, It'll be hard fought, and I just like I like the brain power on the Vikings coaching staff and with the quarterback now um, to to give them the edge over New Orleans, which is a a feisty group that has actually probably exceeded my expectations a little bit for them when they were coming into the season. Yeah, I'm thinking the same way. I, I, at this point, I'm not sure we should use logic when we're trying to decide who's going to win <laughs> the games. It's just such a weird, funny, goofy season. I, my gut tells me, my gut told me on Sunday they would find a way to win a close game against the Falcons. I didn't think it would be that high, high scoring, but I did think they'd win. My gut tells me they will find a way to win a close game, probably a little lower scoring against the Saints. I don't expect anything about it to be easy, but I just, I like this group. And so I'm going to pick them to win this week and hope, hopefully that doesn't doom them. Yeah, we'll see. And I I do think like we haven't talked a lot about it in this pod, but uh, I know they gave up 28 points, but I just I like the way the defense is playing. Um, And I I think that they go into most of these games confident with a real plan. Um, And the there it was a concern 
that the Falcons just ran the ball down their throats um, at late in the game in the fourth quarter on that last on that last drive before Dobbs yep. came in and saved them. But uh, in general, it's an opportunistic group. They're turning the ball over a little bit. Um, they're getting after the quarterback. Neil Hunter's been unbelievable. Uh, they had a couple of real goal line stands that were very impressive and maybe should also get Arthur Smith fired. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but it, it I, when you when you have that baseline of a defense that is coming together, I think that just makes means you're going to have a chance in every game that you play. And and so I think that's going to be the same thing going into Sunday against the Saints. And Arthur Smith should be fired. He's he got oh. hired to be an offensive coordinator. He's had two draft picks of exceptional offensive talents. Kyle Pitts, his tight end, and Bijan Robinson, his running back. Uh, both are great athletes, and he treats them like they're, you know, like they're they're backups. I mean, how does Bijan not get a touch in that? Unbelievable. You know, and and that and when they're right down near the goal line, they, they you run a jet sweep or whatever to Janu Smith and. Bijan doesn't touch the ball. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it was unfathomable. Yes. And, and I also think Bijan is a good, he's an incredibly talented running back. But I think where he really shines is if you get him on the edge with a swing pass or put him yeah, in a short throw the pass. Ball to him. Uh, the guy can beat anybody. And they didn't even try. I, it's amazing to me how often NFL coaches do inexplicable things. And hey, uh, <laughs> Arthur Smith is right up there with the worst of them. Uh, and, you know, let's, so let's wrap up this sh- show. By saying, uh, Kevin O'Connell uh, has done a great job here. He wins thirteen years last, thirteen games last year. Uh, he engineers all those close victories. He builds a relationship with Cousins. He gets the best out of Cousins. Uh, he brings him back from one and four this year to where they're five and four now. Uh, wins a game with his, you know, his temp quarterback. I'm just thoroughly impressed by the guy right now. I, you know, one thing that in, in sort of the reflection on an analysis of his first season uh with the vikings there was i it felt like there was a lot of discounting of it in terms of all the one score wins and what you what you heard a lot of people say is ah they just got lucky in those one score games and that's gonna you know even out here in the coming seasons and you'll see all of that come back down to earth. Now, some of that is right. They, they lost one score games early. Um, but I also think it's a disservice to Kevin O'Connell to just pin so much of last year on luck that they, that they got to 13 wins just because the ball ball bounced their way. Certainly it did in Buffalo. Um, there were, there were examples of it, but, um, what we are finding out about Kevin O'Connell is that he just finds a way, man. Um, and and his guys gravitate to him and love playing for him. And so when you set up an environment like that, that means that luck will generally come onto your side a little bit more because your guys are playing really, really hard and they're locked in and they have a good game plan and and they have good support and um and it all can work out. And so I do think that even more so than last year, you know, this year he's really showing that he's a great, he's a great coach. He know he's a great leader. Um, he makes mistakes. He does things that make you scratch your head sometimes, what everybody does. But the the overall big picture is this is a 
young head coach who can be here for a long, long time because he knows how to lead a group of men and prepare them and then handle the fire when it starts burning really hot. And, um, and I think that's really impressive. Yep. Good stuff from John. Thanks to Brandon. Also check out the John Krasinski show on the Timberwolves and the NBA, uh, one of our most popular shows here at the network. And thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. If you get a chance, drop by Twill, drop by Tuttle's, uh, you know, check out Starbank, check out Aquarius Home Services, and we'll talk to you next week.